Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. I forget which episode number this is. I think this is 11. I want to say 11 for season two. Anyway, how was your Thanksgiving, Ezra? It was great, and I had a wonderful time in Arch Cape, mainly, and also a little bit in Portland in Oregon with my family. I had a great time with my family, too, down in uh, SoCal. I guess we are in SoCal, but further SoCal. Anyway, what are we talking about for today's episode? Angry Birds, the video game franchise, because it's its 10th anniversary this month. When did it first come out, the first Angry Birds? December 11th, 2009, which... I also know was the same day Disney's Princess and the Frog was released. Oh, interesting. So we'll be talking about that video game franchise, and now it's really much more than a video game franchise because it has a couple of movies and a couple of shows that are coming out soon. But we'll get into that in just a second. But before we do, we have a trivia question from last episode to answer. I'm doing it up front so we <laughs> remember to answer it, unlike last time. So the trivia question was, what kind of puppets were Bert and Ernie? We all know that characters like Elmo and Grover, Cookie Monster, and Telly are monsters. And Oscar, of course, is a grouch. But the kind of puppets that Bert and Ernie are are the more generic, human-like-anything Muppets that appear throughout Sesame Street called Anything Muppets. What are some other examples of these Muppets? Prairie Dawn, Betty Lou, Mr. Johnson, Sherlock Hemlock, and their patterns like pumpkin orange for Ernie, yellow, hot for Bert, hot pink for Prairie Dawn, fat blue, Mr. Johnson, and also ones that are green like Sherlock Hemlock. All right, so that was the trivia question from the last episode. Stay tuned to the end of this episode to get our latest trivia question. For now, we have a feature presentation. So before we get started, I should mention that I have a cold. If I sound a little stuffy, that's why, so apologies for that, but we're going to power through, right, Ez? Yeah. All right, so like you mentioned, the first Angry Birds video game came out in 2009, yep. December 11th. Yep. And it was a huge success. So tell people who might not be familiar with the series or with the games, what is Angry Birds? It's a popular, well-known video game franchise, which are mainly the games are physics puzzle strategy games. And there are blocks you have to destroy and you use a slingshot with different birds and you have to knock down all the pigs in each level to complete it. And in the first game, was there much of a plot or what was the, the story? Well, not much though, although the plot is there were some green pigs who poach the birds eggs and they get angry about that and they team up to get their eggs back from some pigs those sneaky green egg stealing pigs so we'll get a little bit more into the game itself and the characters and how the game's story developed as time passed on but just to start let's talk a little bit about rovio the company behind the game so Rovio was founded in Finland. It's actually a Finnish company. Founded in 2003 and originally known as Relude. And it was founded, I'm going to 
butcher these names, so apologies to all the Finnish people out there. Mm-hmm. It was founded by Nicholas Head, Jarno Vakevainen, <laughs> and Kim DeKurt. They were three students at Helsinki University, and they teamed up and formed a company after graduating. And the fun fact about Angry Birds is actually it was the 52nd game that the company developed at that point. And their first truly successful game. Exactly. And really, arguably, their only successful franchise so far. (laughs) But we could definitely talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, so Angry Birds came out 2009, and it was a huge, huge success and really made that company what it is today. I know. Yeah, it is. And Ezra, you actually played the original game when it came out, right? Yes, I did. I remember. Yeah, and it was played it on my phone. I saw how really addictive it was. (laughs) Is that a good or a bad thing that it was addictive? Mm, Depends. Depends on what? Like, it's addictive, like it's such a, has so many tricky levels, you can't stop playing the game. I see. Well, what were some of your initial impressions of the game when you first played it? Do you remember? Like, when I'm trying to beat a level, yes, I got all the pigs, or when I failed a level, so close. Uh (laughs) I like that. And the thing about Angry Birds is that it was a mobile phone game. Yeah, originally, yeah. And it was one of the first mobile games before that that really took off with things like candy crush angry birds was one of the first really popular mobile games and now mobile gaming is just such an established industry yeah why was the game so popular when it came out so many people got mad about it crazy about it and thought it had really good graphics and such a really fun game and it so many people loved it and bought it i think Part of it is that the game itself was so accessible because it's very simple. You just tap and swipe, right? Yeah. To to launch these birds, and it's and it's a puzzle game, and they and like you said, there's that satisfaction when you completed a level. It was really really satisfying because you felt like you accomplished something. So it was very accessible. The controls were very simple, but there was enough complexity to it that you felt satisfied when you won. And also, I think that people were really drawn to the kind of interesting dynamic of a bunch of angry birds fighting a bunch of green pigs. And so the graphics obviously were very cute. And I think a lot of people were attracted to that. Yeah, I remember. So tell us about some of the characters in the game. The main character, who's also the most iconic one, is the Red Bird, whose name is Red. And he's the main character as well as the protagonist of most of the franchise. And he's also the leader, and he gets angry a lot. And <laughs> as kind of, you would expect. And the kind of bird he is, he's a cardinal. And the first bird you use in the games, I know. But he doesn't really have much of a power. He's just the typical bird. And then there's the blue ones, the mischievous blues, Jim, Jake, and Jay. Who, there's one, but then you, when you press it, it becomes three birds. And those birds can break through ice. And then there's Chuck... The yellow one, who's also, I think, Red's best friend, who can break through wood and is really fast and is shaped like a triangle. And then Bomb, who's the black one, who explodes whenever he gets startled. And then Matilda, the white one, who lays eggs that are bombs. And then there, those are the original five birds. But then later on, there became there came newer ones. Which we'll get 
into that in a second. But the thing to mention is that a lot of these relationships and these characteristics that you're talking about weren't necessarily there in the first game. They were developed in the sequels and spinoffs that came after as the company realized what a hugely popular franchise this actually was. I know. And so the series as a whole actually has 18 different games so far, and I'm sure there are more to come. That includes spinoffs that are tied to existing properties, like there's a Star Wars Angry Birds. There's actually two of them. Also Transformers. Uh Uh-huh. And also ones based on the animated Ryo films. Which is interesting to me because all those came out ahead of the movies, And it's just an interesting trend to me because it seems like Rovio as a company was gearing up for doing Angry Birds in different mediums. So the first movie came out, I want to say in 2015? 2016, actually. 2016. So, for example, the Angry Birds Star Wars games came out in 2012, 2013. Transformers came out in 2014. So it's all sort of leading up, building up this cachet of pop culture credibility i guess and the rio films were made in 2011 and 2014 and they released a game based on those films right and so it's all sort of building those partnerships until they finally came out with a movie but to get back to the video games themselves what other characters were added in in the sequels the green one hal who spins like a boomerang and then terrence the large strong but silent heavy one who looks like red only he's grumpier and he doesn't really talk and then there's bubbles the orange one who inflates like a blowfish whenever he gets upset and stella who blows bubbles who's also starred in in her own animated series and also a couple games called angry birds stella and then silver who first made appeared in angry birds 2 and then there's one other bird who you use whenever you're struggling on a level and that's my eagle is there a particular character, one of those characters that you really like to use in the games themselves? I'm not sure. I like all the characters and I like them all in their own ways and I like all their personalities. Like in the movies, I remember Red was constantly irritable. Chuck's really fun loving and those blue ones are mischievous. In the games themselves, are there any like fan favorites that you know of that are... that are Such as one of them in like Angry Birds Seasons... There were Halloween and Christmas and other holiday and culture-themed levels. And each of those levels, I'm saying episodes with those levels, had their own versions of the Angry Birds theme song. Like, it's the theme but from the original game, but sounding different. So I'm going to play the original theme song right here. example of what Ezra, one of the songs you're talking about. Like 
games are clearly very popular. I don't think the latest games have been as popular as the early ones. And also, a lot of them weren't casual puzzle. They were different genres, such as go-kart racing, RPGs, as well as tile-matching games. And it seems like the most popular ones are the puzzle games. That's the one that... Like, the classics seem to be. Exactly. But it's cool that this franchise still makes newer games but not beyond just the genre of the main game. And speaking of going beyond the genres, so obviously there are the movies, the two movies that came out. The first movie, which was called The Angry Birds Movie, was released on May 20th of 2016, the same year as films like Zootopia, Finding Dory, Secret Life of Pets, Trolls, and others. And it was about a community of birds who live happily on Bird Island, everybody except Red, because he has a lot of anger issues and nobody seems to want him around because of all his anger issues and he's kind of lonely. But then he meets Chuck and Bomb in an anger (laughs) management class he goes to. And then one day, some mysterious intruders to Bird Island, who are some pigs, arrive and they seemingly become friends with the birds. But Red doesn't seem to trust them because he thinks they're up to something that they're not telling anyone about. And he tries to warn everybody, but at first nobody listens to him. And then Red discovers what had happened, and then the pigs steal the eggs, and the other birds regret not listening to Red's warnings, and then they all team up to save the eggs from the pigs before it's too late. So when the movie came out, much like a lot of other video game adaptations, it got mixed reviews, but it seemed to do pretty well at the box office. But at least it was better reviewed than some other video game adaptations. That's true. There have been some really bad video game adaptations. Mm. But the interesting thing is that apparently it's the third highest grossing film based on a video game of all time. As highest grossing animated film based on a video game. That's a good point, Ezra. So it's behind Warcraft and Detective Pikachu, which, which were both live action films. Angry Birds is purely animated. And so what were some of the differences between the video game and the movie itself? The birds and pigs spoke dialogues and they lived on two different islands. And they also had visible limbs, which in the games, they didn't have any of that. So in in the games, they also didn't have any dialogue. No, and also the animated shows and things like the short form web shows they had made, they didn't really have any dialogue either. Uh Uh-huh. And they also had no visible limbs, but in the movie they do. But the the conflict at the heart of the video games was also the same, more or less, in the movie. Where it was the pigs coming in, stealing the eggs, and they had to fight. Yeah. And Mighty Eagle, I remember in the film, was Red's hero. And Red thought Mighty Eagle could fly and do anything, but then he said he couldn't stop the pigs and Red was disappointed. But then later Mighty Eagle comes and he fights the pigs in the final battle. Nice, and I imagine, Ezra, that you saw the movie. Yeah, of course I did, lots of times. And what did you think about it? It was really funny and clever and hilarious. And I, I'm curious, what's it like going to a movie like this, seeing, seeing something that you're really familiar with, like a video game, and being able to see it on the screen as a movie? Fun and exciting and unique. Is it interesting to see these characters that you're familiar with in one format, to see them... Yeah, like, see them like never before. And how they are interpreted. And what they look like compared to the games. Mm -hmm. Seeing it more definitive. 
How so? How it's more true of to the characters in the games, like, brought t- to life from a smaller thing to a much bigger thing. So you mean in the sense that, like, they feel more like actual characters being able to see them fleshed out in a movie? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, because I think that the format of a movie offers more ability to sort of expand on that narrative than a video game. I know. Speaking of expanding on narratives, there's also the sequel that came out... This year. This year. Which I imagine you also saw. I did, and it was funny, and in that one, the pigs and the birds are still enemies until one day the pigs discover a third island where it has an evil purple eagle named Zeta who wants to destroy their islands. Then the, the pigs and the birds team up and become frenemies to stop the super weapon from destroying their worlds. And it also introduces new characters, including <coughs> Chuck's um, sister Silver, who also has a crush on Red. And also Courtney, a new female pig who listens to music on her phone. And also a pig with cool gadgets named Gary. And an interesting thing about that movie is that it introduces that third island, right? And also those other characters who were never seen in any of the other stuff made before. Specifically, they were never featured in a video game. Not in any previous ones. I'm sure, though, that in the future we might see them. There have been in some newer video games and some video ga- updates of the games. There have been things related to that that have appeared. So how does the movie end? And I guess spoiler alert for anyone who wants to see these movies. The pigs and birds team up and they stop the super weapon and Zeta and those eagles who work for her. But then they reform at the end and it is also revealed that Zeta was actually Mighty Eagle's ex-fiance. There you go. What a twist. Was it out of like revenge or spite that... Yeah, 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 yeah. And also a different problem and a different plot... uh... And like other sequels, it went beyond the worlds of the first film. What was that like, seeing the movie expand beyond the lore of the video games? It was exciting to me and thrilling, and also how it's exciting the way they make other sequels and how they make them have different stories and have also have different plots as, and different problems in the movie, as well as going to newer, different places in the first what did you think of the new characters in particular? A lot of they were all funny and they were clever and comical. Like Silver, for instance, was really smart, I remember. She was filled with cool ideas and she also had a crush on Red, I remember. And I thought it was interesting how Zeta was kind of scary and evil and cruel because she just wanted to get her revenge, but she later reformed. And and also it had more non-bird and pig animals than the first movie mm-hmm. who have appeared throughout the film. Because there have been a few in the first film who were animals that weren't pigs or birds. Yeah, so it's it's interesting to see how in the second movie they really played with the formula developed in the games. That these two sides, you know, the pigs and the birds were fighting each other, but now they have to work together. And then even the main villains of this movie... They reconcile it at the end, too. And there's also a side plot with the hatchlings, the baby birds who were first introduced in the first film. It's showing them on an adventure, three of them trying to get their eggs back. How does that side plot end? At the end, it even shows a post, like a mid-credits scene right before the credits that shows the hatchlings when they get their eggs and they accidentally took the eggs of a snake and then the snake gives their baby siblings to them. That's funny. 
so the thing about this second film is much better received by critics and in fact for some reason it is actually the highest ranked video game movie on rotten tomatoes ever so i hope more video game adaptations get better reviews than earlier ones and we've talked before about how typically video game adaptations aren't received well by critics for one reason or another why do you think because they because they sometimes think video games don't have too much of a plot and I, and I do think that it's hard to translate video games into movies because video games are all about interacting. Movies are much more plot-driven and because video games typically lack that sense of plot, mm. it's hard to get a video game to translate to the big screen. But it seems that Angry Birds 2 managed to jump that, that gap and it was relatively successful critically. So who knew it would take a mobile game to to make that breakthrough? Yeah. But of course, they're not just movies that came out. They are also developing a couple of shows. Like one is Angry Birds, is tentatively called Angry Birds Challenge, and it'll be a game show based on those games. Basically live action Angry Birds video game. Yep, and also a, the first ever long form animated show based on the games which will come out sometime in 2020 what do we know about that show do we know anything not really though but it'll be the long form meaning they'll be the length of full length episodes gotcha because the ones the shows they did were like short form like like such as angry birds tunes piggy tales angry birds stella angry birds blues and things like that those were all short form and the those short form typically they came out on youtube right yeah and also for some time they also had a like a little video app called tunes tv also angry birds has done other things too like comic books and picture books based on the games mm -hmm. as well as theme park attractions have you read any of the books yeah like comics based on those yeah, how are the comics? Really funny, I think. Tell us about one of the comics that you read. Like one of them, I think, from one of the comics released by IDW in 2014, I think I remember has the birds going on an adventure in a in a Disneyland-like park with pigs, and it parodies some well-known Disneyland rides and stuff. And the theme parks I know, which I've read about, they have some in, one in Malaysia, and I think also one in Finland. Which one makes sense. And also in, I think, in the UK, as well as Costa Rica and Qatar. And there's also an Angry Birds golf course now in the UK. And there will also be one in the American Dream Mall that has opened recently in New Jersey. What does that mean, Angry Birds golf course? Theme, it's a golf course and it's all Angry Birds theme. And it's that golf course is all looks like the world of Angry Birds. So is it an actual golf course or is it more like mini golf? A mini golf course, I think. I also know that for some time at the Kennedy Space Center in Florida, but I think from 2013 until 2015, there was an, an exhibition based on Angry Birds Space, one of the classic games of the series. Oh, cool. What what was the exhibition about? I think it was about like astronomy-related stuff with the birds and pigs from the Angry Birds Space video game released in 2012. There's also an Angry Birds Universe exhibition, which is an interactive exhibition all about the video games, which has, which I think started a few years ago. And there's even been VR games, virtual reality, like Angry Birds 
VR Isle of Pigs, which has been released for multiple platforms. And there's even been an AR augmented reality version of that game as well. And soon there's going to be an update to that where you can create your own Angry Birds level similar to Super Mario Maker. And just to clarify, uh, for people who might not know, what is augmented reality? Augmented reality is scanning, like with your phone. A popular example of that is like Pokemon Go, where you would point your phone around you and yeah. you would see overlaid on the image of the real world an image of a Pokemon. But for this case, it would be Angry Birds. Angry Birds, I know, over the years has also made a lot of toys and merchandise. Yeah. I know, and I even have a plush of red. Oh, yeah? And also a couple Angry Bird shirts as well. So for a mobile game that was made back in 2009, it's really blown up into a, a huge franchise. And I know, and it's changed the world and taken the world by storm. <laughs> you can certainly say that. There's shows coming out, so we're going to see how those look out. I'm sure there will be another movie at some point, yeah, as well as more video I games. thought both of the films, Angry Birds films, were like... The Rio films crossed with the Wreck-It Ralph films crossed with a bit of the Despicable Me films. I like that description. That's great. Okay. So I think that'll be it for this episode. Okay. So that will be it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what we do, as always, you can support us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash animation and beyond but before we let you go we have a trivia question for you what animated disney film had been in development since the 1940s but was never actually made Awesome question. So if you do know the answer, give us a shout on our Facebook page or send us an email at animationandbeyond at gmail.com. Animation and Beyond is written and produced by Ezra Fieldsmeyer and Casey Cantrell with music by Noam Fieldsmeyer. We'd like to give a big thanks to the family and friends who have supported this podcast. Got a comment, question, or recommendation for future episodes? Let us know by leaving us a comment on our Facebook page or send us an email at animationbeyond@gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation Beyond. Bye! See ya!